Hello again there, Rammies or Lammies. Oh. Whatever you prefer. What do you prefer? Um, I'll, I say go big or go home. Oh, yeah. So a Rammy. But today, I, you know, Lammy. I think we need to give the Lammies a little bit more love. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the babies. They are the babies, and it does take a little bit of time. <laughs> For them to grow. Exactly. And establish. So, hi, yeah. I'm Claire. And I'm Tess. And welcome to Right Answers Mostly. A podcast. Oh, what you didn't learn in history class. But you really, really wanted to. We're going to talk like back and forth through the whole episode. Yes, every other word. Every other word. How mm-hmm. are you doing, Tess? I am good. Um, Yeah, I'm good. Good. Yeah, it feels a busy week. It has been a busy week. Like not a lot of time at home. Mm, do you like that or not? You're a tourist, so you like to be home. I do. I, I've liked it more in the past like two years than ever before. Now I really like my home. I was about to say you've grown into that in I the past have. two years. I used to not be like that, mm-hmm. but now I'm just like, oh, every night, like, I just want to be, ho- I like I like to host. Yep. Your home is your safe haven. Yeah. I want to be around people, but like in my own place. I love that. Same, honestly. But how are you? I'm actually great. I was like, you have to say that you are great because every other time people that you've been asked how you are, you're like, I'm fine. I know. I do the same thing and it's like kind of annoying. I'm like. Yeah. And you don't have to be great, but like. All things considering, I'm great. Have you ever, if like a stranger or someone at the grocery store is ever like checking you out at the register and they're like, how are you? Have you ever been like, not so good? I've just said fine. Like usually I'm like, fine. Yeah. I'll never forget. This has stuck with me for so long. Shout out and RIP to Olivia Newton-John. Sorry to bring it there, but we must honor her. We must. And I watch Grease so much and I'll never forget... When she is at the pep rally and the football player from across the um, stage mouths, how are you? And she mouths, fine. And I always Ugh. was like, as a kid, being like, what a like a classy, just, she just goes, fine. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Oh, that is classy. And you are fine, Olivia Newton-John, and we miss you. R.I.P. Sweet, sweet angel. Sweet, sweet thing. Wait, Claire, one second. Okay. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> So, yes, I'm great. <laughs> peachy, peachy keen. Peachy keen. Um, today, we don't have a cocktail, but we both do have weed pens. We do. There was a time, maybe last week, where we were like, was drinking just not a good... I think it was like the first time we both were like, it didn't feel good to drink that early. It didn't. That's why I'm like, we'll talk later, but let's start recording in the evenings again. Yes. Oh, there's like smoke filling this room. <laughs> I just took a really big hit from these pens. If y'all don't know, get yourself, if you're into cannabis... Get a weed pen. They're so nice and light. Very functional. If you're not like a functioning stoner, like you, there are people who like to be high all day. I'm not yeah. one of them, but this is a great, like, if you want to be creative and get work done. Yes. You feel just like it's a little mood elevator, yes. but it's not going to like completely disrupt exactly. your tasks. Yes, exactly. Except last night I took one little too many hits and I was like, it is time for bed now. <laughs> you're like, it is disrupting me <laughs> yeah. this time. But yeah, we love a weed pen and we'll just be smoking that throughout the yeah, day. throughout the episode. And you know, it's kind of appropriate because there's some crazy shit on this one. I bet there is. Yes, today we are going to be talking about the story behind Stockholm Syndrome. know that there was a story. I just really? thought it was a thing. A whole event behind it. Wow, 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 wow. So what do you know about Stockholm Syndrome? I pretty much know about it through Beauty and the Beast. 
Oh my God, that is the perfect example of Stockholm Syndrome. So I know that it's like essentially falling for um, someone, you know, that like the power dynamic is off and you fall in love with the person who's essentially abusing you or your captor. I'm so glad you brought up Beauty and the Beast because the TikTok has been in my head where it's revealed him (laughs) as a beast and then him revealed as a human and the guy go, he's uglier (laughs) that has been in my head for so long well some say the beast is hot i i think he's hotter than him as a human and you know take that as you will i mean i think simba's hot if we're gonna be talking about animated characters that are animals (laughs) sorry no no apology necessary i think we all agree simba's hot yeah the beast was hot yeah, but I remember watching a video in like living skills class in high school about how the, it's like a documentary called Disneyopoly, uh-huh. where it's about how like every Disney movie is sexist and racist and it goes mm. through and how it perpetuates women's bodies. And it's like mm. this really, it's an interesting documentary, which is true, but they take it like to the extreme. To the extreme and it was like Beating the Beast is about Stockholm Syndrome and this man. Her captor is abusing her and she falls for him because of it. And I was like, oh. It is Stockholm Syndrome. Mm. But how do we get to start? <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Well, okay. So that's all you guys need to know. And we're going to channel Beauty and the Beast. But how do we get to the phrase Stockholm Syndrome? Did it start in Stockholm? It sure did. Ah. So real quick, again, you just pretty much gave the definition of Stockholm Syndrome. According to the Cleveland Clinic, Stockholm Syndrome is a coping mechanism to a, a captive or abuse situation. People develop positive feelings toward their captors or abusers over time. This condition applies to situations including child abuse, coach athlete abuse. I like that they had that one in there. Oh, but like so true. Think about like the gymnastics. Yes. And they're like, but these are my coaches. Mm -hmm. Um, Relationship abuse and sex trafficking. So super intense stuff. Um, Treatments include psychotherapy, talk therapy, and medications if needed. So... Yes, falling in love with your captor. And a lot of people are like, you can't, Stockholm Syndrome is an interesting thing because it's a syndrome, so it's like a bunch of things put together. It's not like a disease. It's like, don't we all kind of have that at some point? I was listening to a podcast, You're Wrong About, Mm -hmm. shout out to them, and they were like saying how like, we are all Stockholm Syndrome to capitalism. And I was like, stick it to the maniosis, I've come down with it again. Whoa. I know. And like- so many relationships in your lives. Yeah. Like just, I could look back and be like, I can think of three people that I've kind of experienced that with. It's crazy. Huh. Yeah. So we're all, we are all, um, what's like the, yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, I don't want to do this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm fascinated. So people know the term, but don't know the name is from a 1973 bank robbery, rob- hello, a 1973 bank robbery incident that happened in Stockholm, Sweden. That is so funny because last night I was high thinking about bank robberies because because I was watching the town town, and I asked my boyfriend, I was like, are bank robberies still a thing? And he was like, I don't know. You know, like when it was so Yes, it was like a thing. Huh. Like that people did. Now I feel like it's all just like hacking. Oh, that's true. Like there's other ways. Totally. Instead of going into a bank. I'm like, who goes to a bank really even more? Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but wow. Bank robbery has been on my mind. So this is kind of weird. Perfect. Wow. This is meant for you. So during the six-day standoff with police, many of the captive bank employees became sympathetic towards their bank robbers. After they were set free, some bank employees refused to testify against the bank robbers in court and even raised money for their defense. 
human mind, man. Crazy. And we'll we'll see. We'll explore how this all comes to be. Yeah. Uh, just a quick shout out. Most of my information, what well, a little bit was from our mother, history.com. Uh, she always comes through. And the most of my information was from the actual article from 1974 in the New Yorker by um, Daniel Lang. And a year after this happened, he interviewed the captives, he interviewed the robbers. It was such a long article, but lots of information. Oh, wow. So here we go. Oh, my God. I love it. On the morning of August 23rd, <gasps> 1973, that's <gasps> my birthday. <laughs> it is also cosmic. It is cosmic. What's going to happen? I'm going to go buy a lottery ticket. I'm going to go rob a bank. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Better idea. <laughs> Don't come for us if there's a bank robbery. Allegedly. Allegedly, exactly. So this 32-year-old dude named, I think you pronounce it Jan. It's J-O-N, but he's Swedish. Mm, or I, maybe J-A-N? J-A-N. Jan. I think, yeah, yeah. Not Jan. Right. Well, <laughs> sure, Jan. Um, Jan Eric Olsen, an escaped convict, crossed the street of Sweden's capital city and entered a bustling bank on Stockholm's upscale Normal, Normal Mom Storg. Oh my gosh, it's all <laughs> like Swedish stuff. Normal Storg Square. Mm. Olsen was a repeat um, offender who had committed several armed robberies and acts of violence, the first of which had been when he was 16. So criminal vibes. Criminal vibes. Okay. So um, in his hand, underneath a folded jacket, he had a submachine gun and a large can. And on the other hand, he had a large canvas suitcase, which contained um, ammunition, plastic explosives, blasting caps, safety fuses, length, uh, rope, length of rope. I don't know. Rope, a knife. Oh my God, this weep in. <laughs> Wool socks, sunglasses, two walkie talkies, and a transistor radio. Is that the biggest suitcase in the entire world? How, how could you hold such a thing? Like, I'm just, after reading that out loud, I'm like, how? Hopefully it was a rolly backpack. It was like, yeah, seriously, it had to be. It's like a Mary Poppins bag. Wow. So um, he was in disguise. He wore a pair of Toy Store spectacles and a thick brown wig. His cheeks were rouged, and his reddish brown mustache and eyebrows were dyed jack black. Bank robbers are theater kids who just never got the audition. <laughs> I'm saying it. They want the attention. They want the attention. They always get really theatrical with it. Wow. You're not wrong. Mm -hmm. You're not wrong. There's something there. So he pulls out his loaded gun, fired at the ceiling, and disguising his voice to sound like an American, he cried out in English, the party has just begun. And I say, say no more. Say no more. <laughs> I rest my case. The party has just begun. Everyone's like, say hello, Frank, good times, come on. He's like, no, I'm trying to rob you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so instinctively, most of the patrons, like, ran out of the bank, obviously. some, uh, But a lot of them dropped to the ground, and some people were trying to get out. So scary. I can't I can't imagine. Like what you would do. Horrifying. I think your body goes into shock. Fight or flight? Exactly. So he put his radio um, on the teller's counter and turned it on full blast. And it was actually rock music that was coming out. But he was trying to find if he was like picking up if police had been notified. Like he was keeping it on to any time on the radio if like a police radio cuts in it's like there's a robbery so he knows what's going on uh, but imagine just rock music playing like how haunting that is what if it was like nickelback oh my i'd be like just shoot me <laughs> just shoot me take me now i'd rather it's not it's not worth it i'm already in hell uh, truly <laughs> so um he then spots a 23 year old woman named Kristen Inmark. she later she later said i thought this was interesting I believed a manic had come into my life. I believed I was seeing something that could only happen in America. 
So she's not wrong. No, since the beginning of time, America has just had fucked up shit happening. And Sweden was like, this doesn't happen here. Uh, yeah, they're like, because we actually have laws to protect against yes, this. Exactly, exactly. And this was in the 70s. So um, Olsen takes some rope from his bag and told a guy to bind her hands and ankles with it. When she's bound, she looks on the floor. There's a woman next to her, um, Birgitta, lying nearby, and she was also bound. And then he had another guy tie up a third employee, Elizabeth Oldergren, who is a 21-year-old cashier. So we have three women bound on the ground. They're all so young. Young, yeah. One, um, I think it was Birgitta was a little older and had a kid. Mm. But I think she was still young, and Elizabeth and um, Kristen were young. Um, so then Jan Eric Olson shouts to no one in particular, I want to talk to the police, which was actually good timing because when he went in there, a silent alarm went off. And so, um, police were starting to arrive to the scene pretty immediately. Silent alarm. Yeah. Smart. Smart. They said that in Sweden, they have silent alarms instead of armed guards, which is actually kind of smart because if you're in a hostage situation, I guess the armed guards can't do much like to call someone. Oh, that's true. I just thought about that now. Maybe that in Sweden. You just have got it figured out. Even in the 70s. Even technology. In the 70s. Well, huh. um, so two police officers go inside and Olsen opens fire. One of the officers, in Injimar Wapperfeld, these names are wild, um, got it. suffered injuries to his hand. Um, the other one, Rylander, was ordered to sit in a chair and sing something. So he started singing Lonesome Cowboy. And he let, later said in this article, I did it softly. I was also feeling lonesome. <laughs> He's like, I stand by it. Yeah. He's like, it was my performance of my lifetime. <laughs> it's, this is all theater kids. I mean, like, literally. This is like opening night. Can you imagine, like, a spotlight comes on him. <laughs> just like, why did he order him to sing? Just to be fucking creepy I and think, weird? Yeah, he was just like, he's probably like, keep you ocup- occupied while I'm trying to figure my shit out, maybe. I don't know. Haunting. Haunting. So then um, Jan Olsen is like, okay, get everyone out of here. Everyone out the pl- to the police officers, except Kristen, Elizabeth, and Brigitte, who are bound to the floor. Oh. Oh, can you imagine what they must have felt like when he said that? I mean, like the three women in yes. there? Yes, three women. Three women? Great, One, great, great play. Book. Oh. Oh, wait. Book. Yeah. <laughs> we can make it to a play. <laughs> we could. Um, so they get everyone out there, and they're escorted on the streets. Police pour into the square outside the bank, followed by reporters, photographers, camera crews, and large crowds of spectators. So the crime in um, Prague progress was broadcast on live television and this was the first criminal event in sweden to be covered by live television because like everyone's usually just walking around doing their thing (laughs) you know enjoying their like universal health (laughs) care and all that stuff so everyone really wanted to see what was going on so he is like okay to the police this is what he's like i want before i release these hostages we're gonna we're gonna do this how i want to do it and when i want to do it so we'll get them out of here, but on my terms. Oh God, hostage stuff is so like it's so scary. Like, what do you do? What do you do? It's so scary. So his demands. <laughs> I love his first demand. He wanted his friend, an expert bank robber, Clark Olafson, Olafson, who is currently in jail and serving time for armed robbery and acting as an accessory in 1966 murder of a police officer, to be brought to the bank that afternoon. Like that would be me being like, get my best friend here. Yeah, I'm just like, I miss him. I miss my man. <laughs> And he's in prison, too. So they had to go out and get him in prison and bring him. Wow. Like, my ride or die. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. He wanted three million Swedish kroner. um, And he wanted a couple of guns, some bulletproof vests, some helmets, and a fast getaway car. And he was like, also, 
the hostages are going to come in the getaway car with me. So I make sure that you guys don't try to follow me and shoot me and all of that. So no matter what, they're coming with me. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he pointed he pointed the submachine gun at his three captives when he was saying this. And he's like, they have to come with me. And he goes, if anything happens to them, then the police will be to blame. So he's already starting to put this narrative wow. out there of like, I'm telling you how I'm going to get them out safely if you just give me everything I want. And if something goes wrong, that's your fault. I mean, it's kind of smart. It is smart. It's very smart. Also, like, very manipulative. It, truly. I, I don't know what I would, what my demands would be. I, I wouldn't know what to say. I'd be like, let's get a Topo Chico in here. <laughs> a Diet Coke in a can. <laughs> but for everyone. Yeah, for everyone. <laughs> like, do we... Bottle or can? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one do you want? Um, so then they, okay, so the police were like, well, shit. Okay, the safety of these people are the most important thing for us. So within hours, the police delivered his friend through the back door with handcuffs. Remember, like, this friend has no idea what's going on. They're just like, you got to get out of here and come with us. So they lead him to the bank. <laughs> he, he goes on the lobby and he says, what's going on here? And then he looks at the robber and he literally, in quotes, says, Oh, it's you. <laughs> He's literally like, why am I here? And this is a play. Right. This is, is crazy. crazy. So, so they're like, let's get to work on robbing this bank. It's you and me, babe, with our three captors. So they blow open the cashier drawers. They burn security film footage. And while they're doing this, they make the three women huddle very closely next to them and make a human shield because they had snipers outside. And so they were doing it to make sure, like, if we get shot... They're going to have to shoot one of their captors. Sucks. That's terrifying. That's so scary. So scary. So scary. And again, we know where the story ends up because we know how we get this phrase. They're like, we've never loved someone so much. (laughs) So then while they're doing all this stuff, they find Sven Safstrom, who was an employee at the bank, a blonde bachelor of 25, tall and slender. Oh. Yeah. Ben had hidden himself in a stock uh, in a stock room used for storing checkboxes and stationary supplies, and they didn't know he was in there because he heard all this going oh, down. Oh shit! This might have been—I'm not exactly sure. This might have been the next day. I do want to warn you guys on timeline things. We're just starting from the six days, and there's not like a day one, day two, day yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. We're just talking about things that happened. So they were like, Ugh, "What are you doing here?" Like, we did not want another captor. They were upset about it. And then they were like, well, we can't kick him out, so we might as well make the best of it. And Sven said, they then said, well, come and have a drink with us. <laughs> I don't even think they had a drink. I think it was just a phrase of being like, come join us. They're like, we could use another bro. Yeah, exactly. Like, the estrogen is strong. Yeah, here. they're like, we wanted to catch up just as friends, but <laughs> yeah. you can come too. So through the bank's windows around this time, too, they also see that the police had delivered him a blue Mustang parked outside. Um, or then parked it outside. So it was a getaway cart that they promised him. So they're like, here's a blue Mustang too. It has a full tank of gas and it's ready to go. Do Mustangs go the quickest? I don't know. Seems like too chic of a car. And also like a Ford Mustang is an American car. Like I would assume like a Volvo would show up. Yeah, that German, German power. But maybe they are theater kids and they're like, for the aesthetic Ooh, of blue. this. Yes, the Mustang. They're like, get it on film. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think that's why. That would be the explanation. Um, and they were like, here you go. However, you are absolutely, like, we, we're not going to let you leave with the hostages. Like, you can leave on your own, but you cannot leave with them. Um, so Olsen and Clark were like, fine, whatever. We're just going to post up in the bank vault. So it was far from windows. 
so there was no worries for sharpshooters. Toilets were nearby, and so was the staircase, which serves as an exchange for the police and the robbers to exchange messages and carried out other transactions involving, for instance, food and money. Because he's also asking for money. So the police, this is so weird to me, and it's crazy, but I understand why it happens. They were hanging out on the second floor while they were on the first floor because they had to deliver, like, negotiations. But it's so crazy. It's like you guys are in the same same building. I mean, I guess that kind of puts it, too, on a level of, like, we can't, like, throw a bomb in here. Yeah. Like, I don't know what kind of totally. stuff that they do. But, like, they're all almost working for the same thing and trying to protect everyone. Exactly. It's just so crazy to know you're so close. Like, Damn. you can just go and get them. Um, so, again, this is a six-day standoff. By the second day, the hostages were on a first-name basis with their captors, and they started to fear the police more than the abductors. Because the robbers kept being like, guys, I promise we want to get you out safe. But the police are making it difficult. And if something happens, we're trying to be peaceful. It's the police. So I could see myself falling for it. <laughs> Just silence. <laughs> I kind of get it too. It's manipulative. It but is. in that time of trauma, you will believe whoever's closest to you. If you hear you're going to be safe, if this happens, you're going to do that. Yeah. And believe that. Damn. Believe that. So um, then when Elizabeth was like, okay, I'm feeling super claustrophobic in this vault, Jean or Jan put a length of rope about 30 feet around her neck and let her um, out for a walk. Elizabeth said, I couldn't go far and I was on a leash that he held, but I felt free. I remember thinking he was very kind to allow me to leave the vault. So already she's like, I said I was claustrophobic and he let me walk. This is crazy. This is 48 hours into it. Yes. It's like the Stanford prison experiment where people just started losing their mind immediately. Like within like a day. Scary that we're so malleable. We really are. We are delicate little flowers. We sure are. Um, So yeah, he put a rope leash on her and she was like, thank you. Later in the day, (laughs) Olsen permitted Kristen and Birgitta to a bathroom unleashed. Out of Olsen's sight, both saw police crouched and hiding behind the staircase. One of the officers asked Kristen in a whisper how many hostages the robber had taken. She, Kristen said, I showed them with my fingers. And then she said, I felt like a traitor. I don't, I didn't know why. So she felt like she was betraying him by telling the cops how many captives were in there. This is like the second day. Um, the, all, the side of um, the police also made Brigitte feel torn. She said, all I had to do was take a few steps toward them and I would be able to stop worrying about my two daughters. They were very much on my mind, but so were the other hostages. Even though our lives had never crossed before, I was afraid I might endanger them if I didn't go back. I turned away from the police. I was part of a group. There didn't seem to be anything I could do about it. So she could have just left. Wow. Brigitte, you have two daughters. But I just don't know what it's like in that situation. Yeah, I got, yeah. It's like when little kids don't want to go somewhere and then they end up having the best time and they're like, I don't want to go home. Yeah, that's so true. It's crazy. So... Um, after, okay, so after Olsen got his BFF in there and he got his getaway card, mm-hmm. he, car, he's like, now give me the money. So they deliver him $350,000. That was in 70s time. I didn't do the calculator. I'm oh, so it's sorry. Okay. It's okay. It's Lammy. We have to like go. <laughs> um, but he was like, so they delivered that to him, but they were all like crisp 
bills, like perfect bills. And he was like, this is going to be so easy for y'all to track me if I use this money. So I want old rumpled up <gasps> money. Really? It's easy to track? I think because it's like in, it, the, they come in order and stuff. And so then maybe they can track the order, like in the numbers oh, on the that, crazy. Oh, that's so true. He's smart to think that and to like realize that. He is a smart, attractive man, it seems With like. a great personality. He's giving. He's caring. Yeah. I yeah. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the police spent two hours gathering up old bills. They're like, I have a one in my pocket. Um, I think at home, my wife has a 50. It's like, everyone go home and search through your couch now. <laughs> That's literally what I imagine. Um, so while he's doing that, while they're doing that, um, Yawn lets the woman use the phones on the ground floor to call their families. Kristen talks to her mom, who obviously had to be calmed down. She's freaking out. And Brigitte, 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 what's her name? <laughs> Brigitte, I think. And Elizabeth don't get a hold of their families. And we're, we're, when Brigitte's eyes start tearing up, Olsen touched her cheek and said, try again. Don't give up. Sorry, I can't say what's the story. Try again. Don't give up. <laughs> Do you think he genuinely cared about them? I do. There's a story about I'm like, am him. I, I'm falling for it right now. I'm like, maybe he just wanted them to like, he just wanted the money, but he wanted them to be okay. I think that's literally what it was. And this might be a little longer, Lamey episode, we're going to go through it. But just real quick, there's a story about him before all of this happened when he was robbing. He was robbing this old couple's um, home and they walked in on the robbery and the husband got so scared. He like started having like a heart issue and his wife grabbed him and was like, please go get him his medication. And Olsen ran and got him his medication, gave it to him, and then took the stuff and left. He's like Robin Hood. He is. A complicated is figure. Robin Hood? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so true. Wow. So <laughs> try again and don't give up. Around this time is when we start seeing the captors and uh, captives really start bonding. I bet so. I mean, it's six days in a vault together like you really get to know someone yeah so while in the vault um one of the women was like it's kind of chilly in here so he made a demand to the police to bring her a coat um which they did elizabeth said she woke up from sleep once from the cold and just as she opened her eyes shivering she told investigators the robber dropped his gray wool jacket around her shoulders so he was like she's shivering <laughs> when they fell asleep, he would position them in places around the room so they would be diversions that the police ran in. And they said they said like they would kind of fall asleep, but he was constantly just chewing caffeine tablets. Oh my god! Stay up for like six days. Jesus. That sounds so horrible. And he's still kind, right? And like, and they are eating food. So they they did have negotiations that they bring him a little food. But one time, I don't know, something happened to the rations of the food, and they were all like hungry he cut up pear and shared it with everyone pear what a delicacy <laughs> yeah pear I, I would be like actually I'll just skip it I don't love pears I, I just be like, give me some like meat yeah definitely need protein protein the pear would just go too soon truly um one one time Kristen had a nightmare Olsen is again yawn Olsen rushed over to comfort her and it's like it's just a dream it's just a dream and he talked to her. oh my god <laughs> this is wild later when Kristen asked was asked if her screens were connected anyway with sexual assault by the convicts. She was asked this not only because the microphones, because they did start putting microphones out there to try to listen to them, had picked up her screams, but because in talking freely of her captive of her captivity, she had recalled in passing that now and then she held hands with Clark, the best friend. People are like hooking up in there. <laughs> yes. 
to like falling in love and an admission that caused the police investigator an admission that caused the police investigator to inquire did you say you held hands with Clark yes Kristen replied perhaps it sounds a little like a cliche but Clark gave me tenderness. Yes, we held hands, but there was no sex. It made me feel enormously secure. It's what I it's what is what I needed. This is a fever dream. <laughs> this is not happening. This did not happen. I can't believe she it. She goes, either. no sex. Like it would have been so normal for them to hook up in this bank vault. We just held hands. Clark's tender as hell. She's I I can't. I literally can't. It's like these two bros that are just robbing a bank, Olsen and Clark. So the, um, yep, police deliver newspapers along with food and ample supply of beer. <laughs> They're just like throwing a party from this at them at this point. Literally, this is like every college kid's dream. This is like, this is like Big Brother. They're all just stuck in a room, like hooking up with each other. And drinking. Yeah, Summer House. <laughs> this is just the summer original house. Summer House. Yes. In Stockholm. So, okay, then they were like, we need to know that the hostages are okay. You need to bring them out so we can take a look at them. So Clark, the BFF of um, Olsen, leads them out, and an officer inspects them. The officer goes back to his crew, and he was like, they're totally healthy. They're totally fine, but the vibes, the vibes were really weird. Mm. They all acted like they hated me. (laughs) He said, Kristen basically (laughs) curled her lip up at me, and they were all super chill and relaxed with Clark. They even seemed kind of jovial. Clark even had their arms around two of the women like they were friends. Like, she tripped over them. They even asked the officer to let them leave the bank premises together with Olsen and Clark. They asked the officer to leave the premises with Olsen and Clark. The cops must just be like, literally, what has he done to them? What is going on? Wow. Can you imagine, like, you would think that you're, you're walking in someone injured or shaking and crying, and they're, like, chill. Damn. It's so scary. Crazy. Okay. So, Kristen actually ends up calling the prime minister. They let them make some calls. She ends up, but she's like, how do you just, like, have oh. a direct line to the prime minister? She's like, I have this number memorized. <laughs> Again, Sweden. They're just, like, they care about their community That's that true. much. That everyone has a direct line. Ready to pull up the script? Ah, uh, I'm ready. Do you want to be Kristen or do you want to be the prime minister? What do you want me to be? Kristen. Okay. Kristen. Kristen. Yeah. You do y'all in a Kristen, Kristen Cavallari. Cavallari. Oh my God. Hey. Hey, prime minister. Okay. Okay. Do you have it pulled up? Yep. This is um, part of the prime minister and Kristen's call. Okay. I'm very disappointed. I think you are sitting there playing checkers with our lives. I fully trust Clark and the robber. I'm not desperate. They haven't done a thing to us. On the contrary, they've been very nice. But you know, Olaf, what I'm scared of is that the police will attack us and cause us to die. But the police will not do that. I want you to let us go away with this robber. Give them the foreign currency and two guns and let us drive off. But one can't do that. Consider the situation. They were robbing a bank and shooting at the police. So they talk more, they talk more, and then they come back. What do you think will happen then? What will they do with the guns? Maybe they want to defend themselves against the police. Uh Uh-huh. But, dearest Olaf, sweetheart, it may sound stupid, but I want to go with the two. Why? Because I trust them. I know they will let us go as long as the police don't chase us. But why do you think they will chase them? Of course, they want to catch them. Yeah, well, is that so strange? You are the highest person in this country. You can save my life. Yes, but I think the best way of doing that is not to let them out on the roads. They They must sooner or later understand that this must not continue. 
May I go with them? I beg you. I take it on my own risk. Insane. <laughs> Holy shit. Also, calling the prime minister sweetheart? Sweetheart? A little too casual. <laughs> That's so weird. And she's like, my dearest Olaf, like, are they having an like, affair? Probably. <laughs> so now you're dealing with not these crazy bank robbers, but they all are insane. And they're all against the police. So now you have to, like, it's even more complicated for a hostage situation. Right, because it's like you can't be like, look at the safety of these people. Because they're like, we're chilling. We're having beer and we're holding hands. Wow. <laughs> crazy. So, yeah, she ends up being like... They're actually protecting us from the police from coming in and attacking us. I promise they're not bad. Um, one, he apparently talked to them. Was like, I actually have kids that um, Olson does. He's like, but I can't see them because of my life for crime. So I know how you guys feel like not being able to see your families. I'm so sorry. If, like the police would just let us go, we could go. Scary. Wow. Manipulative. <sighs> but I think he also believes that. I don't think he was like, I'm gonna get them on my side. I think he was like, I'm one of you. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, dangerous. <laughs> Big eyes. Um, when like when they thought that the police were going to resort to tear gas, Olson was like, tear gas will make basically make people go brain dead after 15 minutes, and I will not let them do that to us. So I will kill all of you and myself if they release tear gas in there because I don't want you to have to suffer for being brain dead for the rest of your life. And Spin was the Spin, the dude was like, I just thought that was so thoughtful. <laughs> that he wanted to murder us. Yes, it's so insane. So also at this time, suggestions for the um, for ending the bank drama were like coming in hot. And they were all from like these old ladies who would call in and be like, I have the solution. They're like, dear us all off. <laughs> yes. One believed that a concert of religious tunes by Salvation Army would break Olsen's resistance. Another urged that angry bees be sent into the strong room from the vents to sting the convicts into submission. Like, I actually don't think that's how bees really work either. Yeah, they're just like, and attack them! <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Parker, please make a cartoon of that. Please, please, Lindsay. Please. Oh, my God. So, okay, we're nearing our end. As the day goes on, he stops letting captors use the bathroom freely and he makes them use baskets in the same room. And one of the women were like, we're all, sorry, we were all very polite about it. We just went to the back and did our business and came back. Oh Someone's my. like taking a poop behind you. How could you though in this situation even? I, yeah, that's true. probably so constipated. <laughs> you must be from the stress. Or the other way. Yeah. yeah. The nerves. Oh God, 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 God. I just can't imagine. <laughs> so um, even when threatened with harm, the hostages still saw compassion in their advector. After Olsen told Spin he was going to shoot him in the leg to shake up the police, the hostage recounted to the New Yorker, how kind I thought he was saying, <laughs> sorry, this is so insane. How kind I thought he was for saying it was just my leg he would shoot. Kristen even tried to convince her fellow hostage to take the bullet. But Sven, it's just a leg. Because they were like, if you fall down, the police will like get fire underneath their ass. But I promise I won't kill you. I'll just shoot you in the leg. And I, he's like, I, thank you. I can't. <laughs> I can't anymore. God. Okay. So he even gave, he gave Kristen a bullet as a keepsake. Um... As for as for Brigitte, the robber told her that he apologized for having made her nervous enough to resume smoking cigarettes, which he had just given up some weeks earlier. <laughs> he gave her cigarettes? I, I'm sure some of it had it in there. I'm sure Brigitte's like, it's not even worth <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, How like, can I apologize? Yeah, he's like, I know that you worked really hard to quit cold turkey. <laughs> that is insane. It's insane. So... 
Yes, Finn said, we were all sympathy, taking in everything they told us. We acted as though they were our victims, not the other way around. <sighs> Ultimately, the convicts did no physical harm to the hostages, and on the night of August 28, after more than 130 hours, the police pumped tear gas into the vault, mm. and the robbers quickly surrendered. Finn said, which Olsen and Sven are both um, Corey's pet's names, Oli and Sven. Oh, yeah. They're Swedish, so they name all of their animals Swedish names. That's so cute. <laughs> so shout out to you guys, um, the dogs and the cats. Yes, yes. Um, so Sven said, everything was out of control. All of us were on the, um, on the wet floor choking and vomiting, our eyes hurting, wanting air. The robber yelled, we give up, let us out. The other in the vault, the others in the vault took up this crime. Um, the police officers called for the hostages to come out first, but the four captives protecting their abductors to the very end refused. Kristen yelled, no, Jan and Clark go first. You'll gun them down if we go first. So they were like protecting them. <laughs> How do they know that they're not going to come out with like weapons? The police? Yeah. I think that they probably were just like ready for them to do that. But maybe with the tear gas, you're oh, just so you just like can't you can't like they're if they're on the floor vomiting like i think you, it's like your body getting poisoned yeah that's so true um so okay so in the doorway of the vault they finally like open the door get out the convicts and hostages embraced embraced kissed and shook hands and the police seized the gunman two female hostages cried don't hurt them they didn't harm us they get the hostages to medical care and like tell them to land stretchers like obviously they had medical care waiting for them Kristen wouldn't lie down. She sat up on her stretcher looking for signs of Olsen or Clark. Just as she was leaving the building, she saw Clark. He was handcuffed. She said, um, she said, yes, yeah, she said, and police were walking him over, yanking his beard, clubbing him and, uh, about the legs. Sorry, clubbing his legs. Loudly for all to hear, she called from her stretcher, Clark, I'll see you again. <laughs> oh. This is like a Lifetime movie or um, a Hallmark movie that they're like, like making sweet, like literally. Were these two men attractive? I I've seen pictures, and I'm like I I can't see. I don't know exactly what they look like. I've seen pictures of like different people in a room that I don't know who's who, but I've never mm. looked at one of the men and be like hideous. I think that they're they had to be a little hot because right? I'm like as part of Stockholm. Like, would this have been different with if it was two men, like all like four straight men together? Or do you think they're probably like? I think so. That's an element to it, right? I think there was like some sexual tension going on like, in it, here. It sounds like that's a little bit of a love story. They were like falling in love with each other. That's what I'm saying. It sounds like it would be a Hallmark movie where it's like two strangers meet yes. in an unexpected place. Yes. It's they, so crazy. Have they made a movie about this? I don't know. It would be they such should. a good movie. There is a Netflix series apparently about Clark, his BFF, oh. that came in and joined him. But I'm like, why isn't there one about Olsen? Yeah. And about their love story with Kristen and Elizabeth and Brigitte. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's so wild it's so wild so people see this and they're like what the fuck what is going on mm -hmm. elizabeth ended up talking to a psychi psychiatrist later and said is something wrong with me why don't i hate them mm. within months of the siege psychiatrists dubbed the strange phenomenon for not how do you say that word again phenomenon phenomenon Stockholm Syndrome, which became part of the popular lexicon in 1974 when it was used as defense for the kidnapped newspaper heiress, Patty Hearst. Do you know this story? Yes, yes. Yeah, so this is the first time that Stockholm Syndrome is actually used in public is with her trial, and they used that as a defense. It didn't end up working. Apparently, she went to jail for like seven years or something, but we should do an episode on Patty Hearst. Yes, that would be fascinating. Patty Hearst, if you guys don't know, again, she was a newspaper heiress, and she was kidnapped from her home from the... 
I'm so sorry for people who know it's it's not it might be Sibonese Liberation Army mm. and they held her captive. They did a lot of terrible stuff to her, but she ended up like sticking up for them for a little bit. Damn. Crazy. So within uh, months of the siege, sta- uh, psychiatrist. Dub- oh, I already said that. So anyways, that was Stockholm Syndrome. That is I never knew. Isn't that crazy? That there was an origin to it that like. I mean, I guess there is to everything, but I didn't think it was going to be like that. I know. I've like heard, I've heard like it's from a bank robbery, but how crazy. And like literally that there was a cap, like cap, what's it called? Capture? Captor? Captor. Yeah. And like, I mean, but like I do understand it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like when I watched The Way Down on HBO, that uh, religious cult documentary, one woman was like, don't call people in a cult stupid because it could happen to anyone. Yeah. And your brain, like as humans, it's always trying to find a way to make you feel safe and to essentially like protecting yourself against dying. Exactly. And we want to be happy because then or else we would want to die. Exactly. And so you're doing in a traumatic situation anything you can and the stakes are so high to make sense out of it and to feel comfortable. It's crazy what our bodies will do. So it's like that is just that's what we instinctually are, are going to do. It's crazy. A lot of shit happened on August 23rd. Shit. That is crazy. I know. I like, can't get over it. I know. We have there has to. I think we should do. I think we should make a satire show or movie or play on Stockholm Syndrome. Yes. And like, think about it in your own life. Like, if you're even like, what the fuck is wrong with these women? We have all had a situation where you probably are a little, let's just say, manipulated by someone to believe, yeah, um, that they're good for you or that they're good to, to have in your life. And let's evaluate our relationships. Damn. <laughs> So, I loved it. That was also a, that was hilarious. Oh, great, great. I <laughs> hope you guys loved it. I had the best time. I really but. did as well. So, guys, um, check back with us next week. We have really exciting episodes coming up. Yes, we do. As always, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Right Answers Mostly, and send us your email so you can be part of our weekly Thursday newsletter. Yes, and if you're loving what you're listening to, please share. It makes all the difference. Please do it right now, this very moment. Please, please, please. Okay, we love you. Bye. Bye.